You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. Selena Graves grew up in a small town where the challenges she faced as her family came to grips with her mother's drug addiction were keenly felt by young Selena. She developed her own ear for piano and guitar, and with her father's encouragement, she posted videos on YouTube, earning an astounding 6 million views at the age of 16. While Selena strives to inspire people to be themselves and never change for anyone or anything, and her voice captures the spirit of so many as she writes and sings from the heart. And Selena Graves is best known for her performances on season 15 of America's Got Talent, progressing to the semifinal round. And Selena is anxiously anticipating the release of her debut CD to follow her pop dance single, Changing Ways, on the 3 to go music label. So without further ado, let's welcome the beautiful voice and the inspiring soul that she is, the one and the only Selena Graves. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's a pleasure. Oh, well, tell me right off the bat, what was life like growing up in Mira Mesa, California? Mira Mesa. I had a great childhood, although um, school wasn't very fun for me because I was always made fun of and bullied because of the way that I looked and the way that I dressed because I wasn't like all the other girls. So, um, yeah, that kind of that kind of made me who I am today and made me want to inspire others to be themselves no matter what. Yeah, and I and I like that about you because when I saw all of your performances on America's Got Talent, you know, to me you stood out. And and I really watched the show more for the singers than anything else. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, as you know, uh, there's a lot of stories that a lot of recording artists have. And I want to kind of step back in time a little bit because your father was a professional musician. What did he play? Well, he's a singer and he plays the bass. So he's been in a band since I, I was born. And so I would always go to his rehearsals and I would play with the instruments as a, at, at a very young age and I would catch on really quickly. And they're like, wow, she actually has some musical talent. So it was kind of surprising for them to see me follow my dad's footsteps. So what did you learn from him? Um, well, the singing, of course. I remember being sitting in the, I would always be shy to sing in front of anybody, especially my dad, because he's just such a phenomenal singer. Um, so we'd be in the car and music would be playing and I'd, I'd try to sing. He'd be like, take a deep breath and sing out. So like, he would just really teach me how to belt out that, that strong voice that I was able to show on the show. Cause I, I, I would always sing so softly and I just learned to just go up there and, and let those nerves go and just, you know, share the talent that God gave. Well, how did you know, how did YouTube help you in developing your talent? At first, it was just I was posting videos for fun. You know, I, I loved recording it and then listening it back and watching to see how like I looked when I was singing and because um, I would always sing in the mirror and with, you know, I'd use my hairbrush as a microphone. And um, so posting those videos was really just also an outlet for me to have my family and other um, states be able to see me singing. So I would send them the YouTube link and they would go on there. And it just by accident, I got millions and millions of views. And then people started recognizing me on the street. And 
Um, I started getting song requests and um, uh, people asked me to sing at events. So it was just a, a really big outlet for me to be able to broadcast my voice. Well, how did you learn to play piano and guitar? I mean, did, did you learn those just by playing by ear? Yeah, I cannot read music. So we had a grand, a baby grand piano growing up, and um, that was one of my favorite things to do. I'd get home from school, and the first thing I'd do is I'd put on my headphones, and I would listen to it's when Alicia Keys' song and Songs in A Minor CD came out, and I would sit there, and I'd listen to the piano in the back of the song, and I would rewind it, and I'd I'd play it on the piano and rewind it again until I actually got it completely. I could play the full song by ear. You know, yeah. I, I, I love the fact when I talk to recording artists and the ones that tell me that they, they've learned by ear, I think that is just a phenomenal talent. And it was really funny because just the other day I was, I was on Facebook and I was reading a post from another artist who who is a well-known guitar player. And he was stating that how the age of, of kids today are getting younger and younger and how great they are at playing guitar as an example, but they keep following, I guess, the music to the exact note that themselves are not coming out. So for you, right. learning by ear, to me, I think that's even better for a musician because then you can add your own flavor to it. Right. And I took lessons, but it was funny because I would pretend that I was reading it when my instructor was like, because I'd go home, I'd practice, but I'd memorize it, but I wouldn't really know how to read the notes. And I'd come back and she's like, oh, you're amazing. And I was like, thank you. But I was really just playing by ear. I had no idea what I was doing as far as reading music. Well, you know, I think probably the one of the most famous musicians or recording artists of all time that learned by ear and still plays that way today is Elton John. So yes, you're in absolutely. perfect company. I mean, when I saw the movie about Elton and when they showed him as a young child and he played that piano piece for the teacher and the teacher goes, well, why didn't you finish it? And he goes, well, that's all you played. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love that. But you know, to me, that that is a phenomenal talent. Now for you, you know, what was the defining moment that, uh, that when you realized you wanted to pursue music? Well, I've been an athlete my whole life. So, um, I was a star soccer player. Um, I was training to be in the Olympics. Um, I had scholarships for certain colleges that I wanted to go to full rides. Um, and I had torn my ACL. It was my senior year of high school. So, at that point, I had eight surgery and I, I'd lost all of the scholarships. So I kind of, I was really, I got really depressed, really down. And I knew I had this vocal ability. So I turned to music to, to just, it made me feel whole. It made me feel better. And I realized how I impacted other people by putting my music out there. And I even went to like hospitals to, you know, sing to patients and stuff like that. So like that really, at that point I was like, this happened for a reason. And this is what I'm supposed to do. So it's, a, it's my passion. Well, you know, and we can see that passion, you know, when you sing. And, you know, when you audition for America's Got Talent, um, what led you to do that? And did you try any of the other music shows? Um, I've watched America's Got Talent since season one. So I always pictured myself on that stage on the Red X with the microphone singing, but I, I never really tried to audition for it at all. 
So it's just crazy. One day I was driving to work and um, I looked in my email and there was an email from them saying, hey, would you like to audition for the show? And I was like, well, that's just so crazy. Um, and I didn't think it was real. And so I gave them my information to call me and she, one of the producers called me and was like, hey, did you want to audition for the show? Um, and it's really different how when you're recruited than when you actually like try to get through an audition on your own. Um, yeah. So I was recruited and I got to skip the line. I got what's called a queue ticket. So you, you skip the line, you go straight in front of the executives for the show. And, and that's how, I mean, I guess it was just, it was just meant to be. You know, so so did you have to sing before you stepped out on to the stage before the four judges? Yes. So this is it's a whole process. It's not like uh, you go, you line up. You're. It's not what it seems. You don't line up out there and then sing straight in front of the judges. You have to go through steps in order to even be selected to get to that point. And even if you do get in front of the judges, it's not a guarantee. If you get four yeses, that you will be aired on tv so wow yeah. oh so you so even if you got four yeses that's not even a guarantee to be seen on television correct so they did go i did not know that yeah wow well yeah. for you and i've asked this question before back in the day when simon was uh you know on american idol so for you mm -hmm. what was it like to sing in front of simon cowell Honestly, I had a mild panic attack backstage, um, especially when you're standing back there and you're next and you hear his voice and then you hear the, the ret, the ant, like, cause people, you know, they don't like it. And the, I was hearing Simon say some pretty crazy stuff. So, um, that him, he was the one I wanted to impress the most, but, um, I walked out there and they didn't show this, but when I walked out there, I, he could tell that I was nervous. So he asked me if I wanted water. Cause I was, I was shaking and then Terry Cruz comes out and he brings me the water. And then I, I, he had to open it for me. And this is in front of 2,500 people. Like, and I'm just standing there, it's silent and I'm just drinking water. It was, it was crazy. So, um, he was like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And then surprisingly I impressed him. I feel the most out of all, all three of them, you know? So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Cause it, you know, cause I, <clears throat> I, I watched, uh, the audition when the first song that you sang and Simon was the one that stood up at the end. First. So, yeah. and to me, it's always a sign that if Simon stands up, he likes you. Yeah. I didn't see that part until I watched the show because I was literally, I blacked out. Honestly, <laughs> I walked out there, I sang, but I completely just blacked out everything until until I was, they were saying yes. So. Well, you know, when you were singing the song and towards the end, it seemed you got very emotional. And then when the song ended, you just dropped to your knees. What were you thinking at that point? It was just an overwhelming feeling. Like the energy I could feel from the crowd, it was, it was just an overwhelming feeling that I had never felt before. So I kind of just collapsed. I was just like, it didn't feel like it was real life. You know, it was pretty surreal. So I was just, I was emotional because I didn't feel like I was going to get that reaction from everybody. And it, it was just incredible. Well, did Simon give you any advice backstage? Yes. And yes. what was so, that? Um, it was, it was, I didn't expect it. 
uh, cause I had just, I got off stage and they take a break in between. So he had walked up to me. He put his hand on my shoulder and goes, thank you for auditioning for the show. You're going to go really far. And like, I was kind of in shock. So I, and then he walked away. So I didn't even get a chance to say anything back, but the fact that he took the time to say that to me, I felt like it meant, you know, that maybe I might go really far. Yeah. I think when, you know, when, uh, Simon speaks, people listen. And yeah. um, because I think out of all of the judges, he is the one that everybody wants to impress. I mean, I've, I've talked to people who were on American Idol and, and I'd ask them the question, what was it like to sing in front of Simon Cowell? And, most, and, and the words are like scared, terrified, horrified, you know, yeah. because they're just so nervous because this guy literally listens intently. And for some, if you ever watch Simon when he's watching singers and he closes his eyes, that's when he's really, really listening because I right. think he's searching out for the next big star. Right. And what you was know? going through my mind was like, he's listened to so many people sing. I have to stand out in one way or another, you know, otherwise it's not going to, he's not going to like it. Yeah. And, and I like, I like this version of Simon versus the version on American Idol. Uh, he seems to be more of a mentor and an encourager. Mm -hmm. Now, before you, yeah, you know, before you sang, uh, and you were on stage, you mentioned that you weren't accepted for the way that you look. And, but Simon came back and said that, don't ask for a stylist, just be who you are. What did, you know, what did that mean to you? That meant a lot to me. And I was honestly shocked because that was the main thing I was going to, because when you're an artist, it's all about image, not just, you know, like who you are as a person, but like how you look on the outside. And that when he said that to me, it kind of validated the fact that, Hey, well, he's seen so many artists. He he's, he's huge in the music industry. So like that kind of validated the fact that, well, maybe I don't have to change, you know, and I wasn't anyways, there could have been no amount of money, any label could have offered me to change. But that meant a lot to me for him to say that, that I could do it without having to change and look like somebody else. Well, you know, and I give kudos for Simon for saying that to you, because to me, that was, that was a little magical moment that maybe some people noticed, maybe some people didn't, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that need to hear that, you know, be who you are, don't change right. for any reason. And that gives you strength, doesn't it? It did. And so that kind of gave me the, you know, the confidence to just, you know, go forward and, and never change. It was, it was a big, big boost for me. So what was it like after the audition and then coming into the next rounds? I mean, what was some of the things, um, you know, what's the process backstage when you go to the next round? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere from, let's say from wardrobe to song choice, how does that work? That's, it's a lot. It's very tedious. It's a lot of like stress, emotional stress. Um, you want to pick the right songs because you don't want to, you know, it, I wanted to showcase my voice in the best way possible, but I also didn't want to sing a song that nobody knew. And they're like, what is that? Um, but with, it was during COVID. So that was also something that was kind of 
intense and different because it was the first year they ever had to go through something like that. So I had to stay in a hotel. Um, I was there. We couldn't leave. We were, our food was brought to our door. Um, we couldn't leave unless we had like press interviews, wardrobe, rehearsals, um, and then the song choices, vocal coaches and stuff like that. But um, the song choice was really hard for me because I would give my suggestions and they would come back with like, well, this is our list. So why don't you try and pick a song that, you know, we suggest. So it wasn't really up to me, you know, well, um, well, then, I had to learn. well, then let me ask you this, Selena, because if they have a song list, is that list compiled by them from the point of view of what would be great for your voice? Or is there a tug of war between you and them trying to find the right song? I think a little bit of both. Um, I know that, that my, my best interest was in their minds at, you know, at that, at that time, but, um, having to learn that, that, so for the quarterfinals, um, that was a song I never heard before. I was really skeptical, skeptical of singing it because I never heard this artist. It's a completely different type of genre that I've ever sang before. So I had to make it my own and re they rearranged it and did so much to it. And, um, I didn't, I didn't want to sing it at first. You know, I was like, I, I don't think I could do this, but as I started to sing it more and more, it grew on me. And, um, yeah, I think that that was, that was one of my favorite performances, honestly, the quarterfinals. Well, I sang if, if you're singing a song you've never heard, you've never sung before, how, and so then it's the song that you choose. How many times are you kind of singing it to yourself until you kind of find the vibe you find the area where you start to become one with the song what's that kind of process like well for me i'm such a perfectionist so i anywhere i went i had headphones uh, if i was at the gym or if i went to eat or anywhere any time that i could i would be listening to it over and over trying to find ways that i could change it to where how is selena going to sound singing it's not london grammar i that's one of my favorite things to do is take a song and make it sound completely different than the actual artist, make it sound like me. And it's just natural, you know? It's not like, I don't have to think hard, I just hear things and I'm like, oh, I should go up this at this part, you know? So yeah, that is, is just a constant just rehearsal over and over in my head, no matter where I am. Yeah, and I think Simon, Simon is the only one, of course he's the only one with, with absolute, uh, he can judge music. The other three, they're there, but Simon right. knows how to judge and tweak music. And, and I think he appreciates the fact that when someone steps out singing somebody else's song, that it's on the song list, and makes it their own, instead of coming out there singing the song like the original artist, basically doing a karaoke performance, because that pretty much ticks him off. Exactly. And I think that's a, that's a good point, because I think that's why they, they can't, do certain songs like "If I Ain't Got You" by Alicia Keys because there's a whole bunch of songs that are over oversung. So it's like I, I get where they're coming from at, at that point. And then there's also songs they can't get approved because they have to get the approval of the actual artist to be able to to do those songs on the show. So yeah, it was it was pretty stressful. That the song choices was so important to me, and I, I think I did a good job of that. So how did the whole wardrobe thing work out? You know, I, I was watching the video when you wore, 
the uh, the pink blazer and the pants, and you were was that a rooftop? Were you? That was, yeah, that was really high up. Um, <laughs> then it was really windy, so I'm like, okay, I had to keep drinking like water and tea to make my voice, you know, because it was windy up there, um, and you only get one chance. So that outfit was my favorite outfit. Um, they had it's it's really cool how they had like they have a section for me, and I gotta gotta get to go through and pick which one I wanted, and I felt like for that song, for the Jealous song, I wanted to look really formal and nice. And with the rooftop setting at night, and then initially we were, we were gonna have fireworks too. They, yeah, they had practiced having fireworks in the back when I did a big note and um, it kind of scared me. So it was like, okay, let, let's just go back. Let's go back to just the subtle, the lights. Um, but yeah, they tailored the outfit and then they let me keep it. Um, they let me choose, which was really nice, you know, and they, they had a whole bunch of selections that they, I feel like they, they knew me in a way. They're like, Oh, well, they studied me and they're like, Oh, she would like this, which was crazy. I was like, I like everything that you guys put here. Wow. You know, that, that, that says a lot for the people that put that show on. And, and it's one of my, out of all the competition shows today, I like America got talent the best. Me too. You know, and I even watched the extreme version not too long ago, and and I like like that one as well. But I was going to ask you because you were standing on the rooftop um, without an audience to feed off of. Was that due to COVID? Yes, yes, and it was taped, so it, it was considered live because it was one shot, one take. That's how they did it to, for fairness reasons. You get one shot. But there was tons of producers up there. I mean, you had cameras everywhere moving around and it was just really intimidating. Um, but yeah, that was, I felt a little at ease not having that audience. I kind of was a little more calm, but the the fact that I knew it was just one shot, one chance still was just- A little really nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, so you made it to the semifinal round. Um, when you weren't picked for the final, what were the emotions that you uh, dealt with? Well, there was a lot, a lot of emotions. At that point, there were so many things going through my head, like, oh, they already know who they want to win. Um, you know, this, it doesn't seem right. Um, is it rigged? <laughs> you know, because I mean, I'm being biased because I just know my talent and, and what I can offer. So it was really hurtful, but I was really glad and happy for the other people because like I, like I said, I mean, I made friends with them and I was always rooting for them. But there is a little piece inside of me that's like, ah, like, how did this even happen? Um, so it was just it was really, really I was distraught. But at the same time, the fact that I even made it that far, like how many people can say that they've made it to the semifinals on America's Got Talent like that. That to me, it was just an accomplishment and it opened so many other doors to, to other shows and other, you know, just things that I, I could do in my life. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, one of the, you know, and, it, and it's a question I usually ask people when uh, they appear on these types of shows. Um, and it, and it, and the only thing that really bothers you and America's got talent is actually set up in a much different way, because like you said, not everybody is going to make it to the audition stage at the beginning. 
some who do make it may not appear on television and uh, you know because they got to throw in the bad acts just for entertainment purposes you know yeah. and uh, but when i've watched the other shows uh and i think american idol is probably the worst where and and i and i say it <laughs> Not from the judge's uh, point of view, but I've known a lot of people who went on that program and walked away from their dream forever. And to me, it was, it's crushing because sometimes, especially when Simon was on that panel, when you right. had the original, him and Randy and Paula, you know, there were people who, who walked away from their dream forever and never picked up another microphone. And to me, there's a lot of talent out there. And I don't think they should have taken it so hard, per se, because a lot of that stuff was edited for television. Right. But, you know, I've been told people would walk away from their dream and, and never pursue it again. And, and I think that if you truly believe in yourself, you know you have the talent, stop listening to yeah. other voices, including the famous ones that may be sitting in front of you. They don't know all. Right. You know, yeah, they, true. they, yeah. Cause they know what they're looking for, for the show. Mm -hmm. And exactly. that's it right there. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that for a lot of people, uh, they just need to realize, you know, if that's what, if you want to pursue music, keep at it. You know, they were just a set of voices for the day. You know, they're not the ones that make the final decision. It's what's in your heart and what's in your spirit and what you want to pursue. And I could tell that, uh, Selena, in you, uh, when you first stepped on that stage for your audition, I'm like, you know, I could tell you were nervous, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think the dream just poured out of you. It did. And I feel like if, even if I got a no, I know my talent and I know how I impact other people regardless. And I know that this is my passion. So it wouldn't have stopped me from, from being a, a musician and an artist ever. So after appearing on America's Got Talent, how did that set the ball rolling for your career? Well, then we had, a, you know, I had American Idol contact me and we have The Voice. And uh, I don't think anybody knows, but uh, American Idol has a cutoff age. So I know before it didn't, but you, if you're tw if you're twenty five, twenty eight, mm hmm, twenty eight is the cutoff. Um, I've also, I mean, I've gotten booked for tons of events, um, headlining shows, uh, shoot weddings so many other opportunities and being able to record with such amazing people and, and meet amazing people and artists and producers. It's just, it's opened so many doors for me um, and jump started my, my career. And I feel like you don't need to win those shows to, to become successful, you know? Right. Oh, absolutely. Now, what are some of the people that you've had the opportunity to work with and what kind of advice or inspiration did they give you? Um, I've gotten to work with Frankie J. I don't know if you know who Frankie J is. The sugar, sugar, how you get so fly. So that was um, a cool opportunity to work with him. Um, and same thing, just, you know, always be yourself. You know, after watching me on the show, just people are just always saying, 
like you inspire so many people and to hear that from from these type of people is just it's crazy um and then i work with the kingsman so i just got back from philly last week uh we're recording i'm recording an album um i'm a few songs shy away from finishing it and they're amazing people they um i i don't think i would have met them if i didn't go on the show um it's just been such a crazy busy ride since I've been off and I'm just so excited to share uh what I've been working on and my fans I'm sure are waiting because it's been a long time coming well who are your musical influences I would say I'm like so I would say Alicia Keys of course because that's like kind of like the genre and the vibe that I give off but then you have like the Chris Brown so I'm like a mixture with like the dancing the Chris Brown dance moves and and the 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 hip-hop vibe um, R&B vibe and then the P like I'm like very versatile so it's 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 tough but I would say Alicia Keys and Chris Brown see I I can I can see Alicia Keys in you and yeah. I think there'd be nothing more awesome than to see you and Alicia do a duet together That'd be crazy. That'd be really <laughs> crazy. Let's let's speak that into existence, please. <laughs> I, I I will be in agreement with you, Selena. So we will speak that and say it will happen. So Alicia, if you're watching or listening, hey, there's a perfect duet waiting for you right now. And uh, Selena, what sets you apart from other artists? You know, I feel like a lot of artists now or that we know of now um, have not struggle like i've been there you know like you have justin bieber you know he was discovered at a very young age um you know i'm 33 so like i i actually struggled and worked and and have been at the lowest points of my life you know it's as far as like financially and um just putting myself out there and um i think that part of it not just getting discovered and immediately signed and boom, you're, you're, you know, famous. Um, and also just being who I am. Um, I don't look like any other artists out there right now. I feel like, um, my orientation is out there. So I think a lot of artists now they, they hide it or that when they were coming up, it was like, I even had labels say, well, you know, don't, don't say anything. Uh, don't let people know because they're then, you know, then people don't work, aren't going to want to buy your music. And I just being just genuinely myself and not hiding, not hiding, you know, yeah. and I, I just, I think that's what sets me apart. I'm just myself. That's you it. know, it's funny because I think a lot of people who have a musical talent are waiting to be discovered, but part of that discovery only happens when you make an absolute step of faith and yeah. for you to answer the email from America's Got Talent, but the bigger step was to walk out on that stage and that's what gets the ball rolling. That's how people, to me, are truly discovered. You have got to put part of yourself out there so that they can discover you. You know, yeah, you can lock hard. yourself in your bedroom, but that phone call is never going to come. <laughs> yeah. And I've gotten no so many times. I remember because I, I did the voice. I went all the way to San Francisco 
um, I think it was like three years before America's Got Talent had contacted me and um, I did it a few times and they said, no, you just don't have it. No, you don't have it, you know? So it was just, it was just to be turned down so many times, you kind of just are like, well, I want to give up. I got to my lowest point. I was like, what is wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? Do I not sound good? Is there things that I can change? What, what can I work on? And I felt like the whole time it was because I, my image wasn't what they were looking for, you know? So that. Well, <laughs> that's really odd because with the voice and, and, and this isn't a negative, it's just the way it is. But most of the artists are those that who want to be recording artists that appear on the voice. It's pretty much vanilla. I yeah. mean, you know, they're judging the voice, which is why they're not looking at them. Which right. I think is a good thing. Yeah, you that know, would have been perfect because th they would have turned around and never expected the voice to be coming out of me. Like, like I look like a rapper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing was, the funny thing would be is if you did, if you stood on the stage of the voice, but only during the season in which Alicia Keys was there. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> so amazing. But, she needs to come back. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And much bigger things are coming to you. So, Selena, what is next for Selena Graves? Well, what's next is for me to release this album. And I am really, really excited about releasing this album. And then I might, it's not 100% yet, but we might be thinking about going on The Voice. Really? Wow. Well, you know what? God's got a plan. And if that's the plan, then we're going to cheer you on. And, and from home, we'll already have our chairs turned around for you. Yes. <laughs> so, so where can all of my viewers and listeners find out more about you, uh, your website or any of the uh, social medias that you have? All my social media handles are Selena Graves Official. So it's Selena with a C, Graves, like Graveyard Official. Um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and also TikTok. I just started TikTok, so follow me. <laughs> I have not figured out. I have an account. I've not fully figured it out yet. But one of these days, I'll figure out the whole TikTok thing. <laughs> I can't keep up with all of them. There's so many to keep up with, you know? Oh, it's, it, you find out that it's literally a whole job. It and what, is. Yeah, and, and there's people who literally just do that for a living, and I can see why, because it takes up so much time. It does. It's exhausting. Well, Selena, I want to thank you so much for coming onto the program, sharing your story, uh, and I cannot wait for the new album. So you have to promise me. So... When you debut the new album, you've got to come back so that way we can talk about that new album and get everybody to buy that music. And ladies and gentlemen, you know what I say every time I interview an amazing recording artist. You buy the music, stop downloading it for free because that's not, <laughs> how, that's not how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. You buy the music, you buy the t-shirt, you buy the concert tickets. If you, got, if you have a favorite artist, you support that artist. If you have 10 of them, 
support all 10. So, and for those of you who are big Selena Graves fans, buy that album. Okay, I may have to track all of you down if I catch you downloading it for free because that's not fair to her or the people behind that album. Isn't that right, Selena? Yes, that's true. It's a lot of work <laughs> that goes into that. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on to the program. And again, please, uh, you are welcome back. I want to talk about that new album when it comes out. And uh, much success and blessings thank to you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to come back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. We'll be right back after this.